is this idea really as big or as great as it is in my head? It's because it sounds like it could really change the world. I guess you won't know unless you do. Unless you show up. Hello, beautiful people. How are you? I hope that you are doing really well. I've been going through some crazy things recently just in my mind. And I'm so blessed for that because I probably had just a few big things in my life happen. And the rest of the suffering has just been in my mind. And it hasn't been easy for me. Those few things made my spirit so resilient and gave me x-ray vision into beauty and made me so kind. But I haven't yet figured out how to how to alleviate the mental suffering, the suffering in my mind. That's really been the challenge for me. It hasn't been it hasn't been as much the things on the outside and I'm so I'm so incredibly blessed to say that. I mean I had a, a tough childhood. My father died when I was young. Um when I turned eleven and I never really emotionally connected with my mom and my relationship with her was Always kind of not what I needed, but exactly what I needed. And I had some experiences with my partner that profoundly shaped me. And so I've really only had a handful of experiences in my life that have that have really influenced me and are the root of probably all my trauma. Just these few handful or less than a handful, probably less than a handful of experiences. If we don't count the 14 or 15 years after my father died, where I just felt really hopeless. There was a long period in my, t- in my life where I didn't smile, where I just had the same dream of being happy. But if we look at just the really drastic events in my life, the life-changing events, there's only been a handful. So I'm so blessed. I know that. I'm so, so blessed. And if you are like me, and you've had a handful or less than a handful of experiences that have... that have really made you, excuse me, really made you who you are today, then be grateful for that. Be grateful with me. Because there are people who have had more than a handful. And I know some. And yes, their spirit is maybe even more resilient than mine in some ways, and they are even kinder than me in some ways, probably. 
But have they suffered more because of those more than a handful life-changing events in their life? Yeah. Or maybe I've suffered as much. Maybe you and I have suffered as much because we've just ruminated about those things all our life. I don't know who suffered more. Maybe we all just... We all do a, a good amount of suffering in this life. Maybe we all do a decent amount. And sometimes I think that we're supposed to do at least a, a bit of suffering. I don't want to suffer every day of my life, but I know that it's a part of my human experience. That's why I have those events that are outside of my control, completely outside of my control. But I'm still trying to figure out how to counteract or feel better about or alleviate the suffering in my mind on a daily basis. And I don't know what that could be. It could be just doing the things in front of me. It could be getting my house in order more. It could be cleaning more. It could be basic comfort like that. And the fact that it's coming out of me now is probably something that I can do to feel better. It's probably coming out of me now. I probably just said that because it is something that would help me, that will help me. And so I'm going to do that. I just don't know. And I think it is true to an extent that your outside affects or can affect how much you suffer inside. And that's the truth. That's the truth with clutter, right? The more clutter, the more you have to process on the outside, the more you have to process on the inside. You have to look at all that clutter and think about that clutter when you look at it. And your eyes are going to fall on it. So what happens when we clear up space in our environment is we clear up space within us. We feel lighter and freer and to think clearer. And maybe have more room inside our minds for creative thought. So that's one thing that I've needed to do all my life and I have gotten better at. But now I'm just trying to find a balance. I don't know how, how much I should clean. And then I also have OCD tendencies for the last two years where if I don't clean something, I don't really understand who am I cleaning it for. Am I cleaning it? Because it makes me, because it, it makes sense to clean it, or am I cleaning it because I'll have a trigger if I don't? I'll get triggered if I don't. I'll have a negative thought if I don't. So I'm not quite sure, so I've just been trying to figure that out. And today I had anxiety. After I taught my classes and I showered and I was laying on my bed and I could feel it in my stomach. 
And I was just thinking to myself, have I always had this anxiety? Have I always lived with this anxiety? Because I've only recently started to feel it two years ago since I had an awakening on my, shortly after my 31st birthday, a spiritual awakening or some kind of awakening where my identity was shattered, where I started to question and did question and still question who I am, who I truly am. And I've been wondering a lot about this because for when this happened, I wanted to I wanted to hold on to my partner desperately because I associated my identity with him for so long, at least 10 years, if not more. And I didn't even realize that I did that. You don't really understand until you see. And when you see, that's that's when you can pull apart your identity. You can pull your identity away and rebuild it. But while you're in a situation, you don't see it, right? That's That's why you're in it. That's why your identity is tied to things outside of you. And they cannot be. They cannot be. You are not anything outside of you. You have to know this. You have to know this. You are not what you imagine somebody's negative reaction to be to something that you do or say. You are not how somebody speaks to you or treats you. You are not when somebody doesn't return your phone call or text message. You are not when someone doesn't maintain a relationship with you or want to have a relationship with you. And that could be anyone. Whoever doesn't return your phone call, whoever doesn't text you back, whoever doesn't want to have a relationship with you, Whoever doesn't understand you, whoever misunderstands you, whoever doesn't get you, whoever doesn't like you, whoever doesn't love you, whoever doesn't value you, whoever doesn't see you, because that's what it's about, right? If they don't see you, they can't do any of those, any of the above. But it's your job to see you. And honestly, they are a gift. Because they bring you closer to seeing that, to seeing you, to seeing how you should be seeing you, how you should be loving you, how you should be accepting you, how you should be liking and allowing and approving you. It's only about you. The only you there ever is. It's your job to be everything for yourself on the inside. If you want to be whole, if you want to be at peace, you've got to be everything for yourself on the inside. And sometimes that may require doing some things on the outside so that you can build the confidence or have the experience to then know that 
you are capable of something. That that thing that once was new or caused you fear, you know that you can handle it. Because there are so many things and there will be things in your life that will be completely out of your control, that you won't be able to prepare for, that you won't prepare for, that you won't have confidence about. For example, when you lose somebody you love, how do you prepare for that? How do you feel confident in those situations? So this human form that we have found ourselves in, in this lifetime. And sometimes I question myself thinking, well, is this really, is this idea really as big or as great as it is in my head? It's because it sounds like it could really change the world. I guess you won't know unless you do. Unless you show up. Unless you see the idea. So this human form that we have found ourselves in, in this lifetime, serves this purpose of doing, of creating, of making, of changing our environment, the world, each other. And that further gives us peace, I think. And I've long debated in my head, well, for the first th three decades of my life, I thought that happiness was a choice that we made completely in the mind, solely in the mind, that peace was found without having to do anything. And that is true, right? Because our awareness, the stillness, the universal force is always here, it's always present, it's always accessible by any of us, by any creation. We don't have to do anything to be worthy of it. I'm sitting here right now accessing it. I'm in it. I'm flowing in it. I'm loving it. At the same time, I had to show up here and do what I needed to do. I had to press the record button. connect my recorder to my computer, set up the camera, test my voice to make sure it was loud enough in the microphone. You still have to use your human body because if you don't, then it might be hard for you to be at peace in your daily life, in your everyday. It might be really hard for you. It was hard for me. And that's why I say that. Because I didn't show up for a long time, for the first three decades of my life. I didn't do what I said I was going to do. I didn't keep promises to myself and I didn't pursue, I didn't work. 
I didn't pursue any of my goals or dreams or aspirations. And when I say work, I didn't, not only did I not work outside, but I didn't work in the house. So I didn't do chores. I just, I just didn't do anything. I was a grown, I was an adult for at least 12 years, 13 years without, without having responsibility. And that was not good for me at all. Not only did it keep me from discovering my potential, discovering all my gifts, contributing to the world in the way that I'm supposed to, but it also kept me from the most beautiful, beautiful connection. I teach every day now, almost every day. And what I do for children is not even, not even a fraction of what they do for me. It will always do more for me. I will always benefit more than anyone I can ever help. But for so long, I wasn't working. I wasn't living. I really wasn't living. wasn't doing anything. Maybe except writing. But I didn't get to discover so much of myself and I didn't get to see how beautiful I am. This heart is so beautiful. This connection is so magical. What I do and experience with kids, I know, I know that it changes them because it changes me. Because my body chemistry feels different when I talk to them and when I think about them. And they are constantly on my mind how to help them. That's my work in this world. That's my highest work. How to help children. How to help children live their potential. Now, today, not tomorrow. And it's my work with adults too. Because how do we help our children live their potential? We can only do that if we live our potential. I want to bridge this gap. I want there to be no gap between who we are right now and our potential. We are here to live our potential. What is holding us back? What is keeping us? We have been created and born for such world-changing contribution. And I know you have life-changing ideas because I have them all the time. And sometimes I question myself thinking, well, is this, really, is this idea really as big or as great as it is in my head? It's because it sounds like it could really change the world. I guess you won't know unless you do. Unless you show up. Unless you see the idea. And, like all manifestation, 
It's always greater than you imagine. It's always wilder than your wildest dream. It always touches you and moves, moves you more than you ever anticipated. That's why we have this human form. That's why. It's to take everything inside of us and create with it. That's even the reason that we have a human mind and neuroses that comes along with having a human mind. Judgment, fear, anxiety. We have those things so we can create from them too and we are supposed to. You are not just supposed to have negative thoughts or recurring negative thoughts or negative experiences or things that are unprocessed or don't make sense to you or that you're struggling to accept or that you're struggling to go through. You don't just carry them with you. You make sense. You make sense of them. And when you do, you help millions of people. Your one journey, your one solution to your one problem that you had in that moment helps millions. And that was just one moment in your life. I have issues maybe in every moment in my life. Can you imagine? When I do more, when I manifest more, how much I can help you? I'm working on that. And sometimes I thank the universe for all the neuroses, for the anxiety, for the OCD, for the, for the things in my mind, for the, for the ways in which I suffer that I don't understand until I do, until I open my mouth and talk, until I move my fingers and write, until I create until I create content, until I create a curriculum, until I have a conversation with a parent, until I create a video course for parents. Everything that bothers us is probably supposed to be channeled into some sort of creativity. It's probably supposed to be channeled into some kind of manifestation for not just ourselves, but for the world. How else does, does the universe use us? It gives us experience after experience after experience. And when those experiences are difficult for us, especially the difficult ones, those are the ones that hold the greatest lessons for us. And those become the things that have a really great and strong influence on our life and who we become. And then our mission, or at least part of our mission, becomes to be that thing and to talk about that thing and to share that thing and to help other people with that same thing. The universe works in mysterious ways. Do you believe? I do. Even all the crazy, 
even all the neuroses, even all the anxiety and the worry and the fear, the crippling fear. Oh, and the self-doubt. Let's not forget that. I have to believe. You have to believe it's all for a purpose, no? It's all leading the way, no? Don't those things motivate you? They motivate me enough to talk about them. That's how much they motivate me. They motivate me so much to find peace, to redirect my attention, to focus on something else, to make specific time in my day to process those things. They motivate me enough to write about them. Because they're playing on the real inside my head. So anytime I don't think and just do, they're coming out. Anytime I speak and I don't think about what I'm saying, they come out. Anytime I write and I don't think about it, they come out. I don't think about what I'm writing. And that's, that's what I've come to realize with all my expressions. That I can't think. I can't think when I create. I can only allow. There's no room for my own thought. There's only room for the expansive universe and however much I can expand is however much comes through me. I love you guys. Thank you for being alive with me. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I miss my family. And I don't even miss them physically. I miss their connection with me. That I know that in their unconsciousness, they might not be able to give me. And in my unconsciousness, I still seek from them. Life is hard. It's not easy. I think for a long time it was easy for me. But after I woke up two years ago, I've understood it more, but it's just gotten harder. It's harder to live with myself now. It's harder to live in my mind. At the same time, it's, it's bliss. It's pure bliss. And it's pure love. It's pure everything. And I'm grateful for this human mind. I love you. Be good to you. See you on the other side.